Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Faith will find a way. Like iron filings drawn to a magnet, or concentric rings reaching out from that rock that has dropped into the pool. Our faith lives are reflected in our families, as well as the faithful around us. We were made for community, for each other. Our faith matters to the faithful. In Genesis, we read that the Lord took Abraham outside one night and told him to count the stars, and then said to him, So shall your descendants be. And Abraham believed him, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. It was a new country. The ranger had never been there before, but it was not unlike the hard land he'd grown up in. Besides, they had taken the girl. His horse was fresh, and he didn't lack for ammunition or water. But it would still be a harsh ride, and he didn't have a good feeling when he set off. It was only a faith within him that told him that she was still alive. The ranger didn't know how many men had taken the girl, only that they were the kind of men who wouldn't treat her well. Three days out in the early morning, some of these bad men had turned back to stop the ranger's pursuit. He killed two and severely wounded a third, but lost his horse in the battle. Now the ranger was afoot. His water was gone, and he had to carry his saddle, packs, and his Henry rifle. The ranger could see the mountain's peak in the far distance. The survivors of the ambush had fled in that direction. Clearly, over eight miles away, it would be a hard walk. Yet the foothills of the mountains were in clear sight by the end of daylight. Smoke rose from a canyon on the southern ridge. Was this the ranger's destination? The bad men knew he would be coming, or did they assume he would have given up without a horse, water, and a long walk in a deadly sun? Years later, the girl would tell her grandchildren about a ranger who rescued her from a terrible death, simply because of a hope within him that he could reach her in time and a conviction that she was still alive. Can you think of something that you have decided to act on by faith? And it cannot be something emotional. It must be something common or ordinary, a decision that a man makes for something hoped for. And the man is convicted of his choice at the moment in which he makes his decision, even though he cannot or has not seen his fruition come into real life. It is certainly not about feelings either. For he simply says, I have faith, therefore I am convicted to act upon this notion. A young man is critically ill, and everyone at the famous clinic is dumbfounded. They've run every test, and all they have concluded are some cloudy hypotheses. Dr. Jones, the family's physician, who sent the lad to the famous clinic, has also read the reports and the resulting hypotheses with mutual disappointment. But Dr. Jones spent several of his more formative years in the South American jungle on mission work, and he couldn't help but remember one test result that looked familiar. The familiar result had been the cause of intestinal inflammation created by a rare parasite found in what was thought to be clean water in the South American jungles, suggesting an also rare antibiotic to combat the symptoms would be an outside shot and unconventional, but the young lad was diminishing fast. 
The lad would later tell the story of how one doctor's faith assured his parents' hopes, convicting them to trusting him, and therefore rescued his life. C.S. Lewis stated, Faith and reason are like two wings upon which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. The woke atheist philosopher Christopher Hitchens once said, Faith is the surrender of the mind. It's the surrender of reason. It is more than obvious the woke and atheist are two street mistresses who share the same double wide and prey upon the weak who have chosen to go with the flow. Century ago, G.K. Chesterton reminded us, a dead thing can go with a stream, but only a living thing can go against it. The first effect of not believing in God is that you lose your common sense and you cannot see hope in stories like that of the young girl or conviction in the story of the young lad, which create in us the sense of those metal filings being drawn in or those ripples reaching far away beyond our grasp. At the end of the day, Christianity is a religion of joy. The Greek word we translate as gospel actually means good news. Joy has been a defining characteristic of Christianity ever since the day Jesus was born. After all, it was the angels who said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Faith is something that reminds us. It makes us remember our coming from darkness. The simple fact that we are creatures created by an all-powerful God. And joy is not an emotion. It is an inner sense of calmness, of well-being, and security. Faith and joy create in the ordinary man a sense of the extraordinary. And they remind the extraordinary man how ordinary he really is. If faith can be likened to an ever-widening series of ripples in a pool into which a stone has been dropped, let's not forget how important it is then for a man to seek, to search out what God has buried in him, giving him ballast for his great plunge. And the space between each ring created can be likened to the places where the hand of man has never set foot. Each ripple that passes on to the next can only touch this sacred space through faith which comes from God. We are just called to make the first impact, like the pebble dropping into the water. Our role is to be available and let God take over from there. Like when we were kids at the city pool and we had to call out our dive to the lifeguard for permission to dive. And we would wait to say our intentions midair hoping to soak the lifeguard before she could move. Cannonball! Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit signing off. Blessings to you all, and Happy New Year. Dominus Vobiscum.